1: This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended.
0: Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and we've got uh, my buddy Gary Van Sickle with us today. I talked to... uh, to Scott white a couple of weeks ago from Hogan and uh, they didn't, he didn't go to the PGA show. And he said it was like the first PGA show he was going to miss in 31 years. But then after we got into the conversation, he, he kind of felt like, you know, the excuse, and I'm not saying Scott made an excuse, but people were saying it was COVID and that was happened, you know, last couple of years, but then Titleist and those, Guys, Taylor made those people you were talking about, those manufacturers didn't go. Some of them actually used still the reasoning for uh about COVID, but I don't think that was it at all. I think those guys are making so much money right now, they don't care. That's my thoughts.
1: Yeah, but the show has become obsolete, but the other thing is, I don't think some of them wanted to admit how bad the supply chain is. Yeah. Come to the show, spend all this money and promote your new clubs that you don't have any of, and oh, yeah, you can't get them. I mean, I don't want to single anybody out, but I guess I will. Last year, I know people who ordered pin clubs in, like, you know, March, and, you know, Christmas comes, and they're still waiting for them. Their stuff is en route from somewhere. They can't, you know, some of the parts or whatever, they can't get them. So I think, I think that with the supply chain, their stuff, they can't get their stuff. So why drop a lot of money for a show that you don't need to go to anymore when you either don't have your clubs or you know you can't deliver them, you're going to disappoint customers. I, I, the big test will be, I mean, somebody from the from the group that runs the show, I, the name escapes me, uh, used to be Reed Exhibition, but they sold out anyway. She said that you know, the show is not sustainable as it was this year, but they supposedly have some contracts in place, I think with Titleist and Calloway, she said. so. Maybe there'll be a show, but look. The main reason for the show used to be to sell so the club pros could come to Florida and play golf and order their stuff for the new year. Right. Well, these guys have already ordered their stuff, but the pros still like to come to Florida and play golf because the club would pay for it because they didn't know any better. And but as far the new clubs come out in August now, Titleist they 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 release their you know they're always trying to get ahead of the other guys so. They keep announcing their clubs sooner now. August is when the new clubs hit the hit the stream. So, what what do you what do you need to come to Orlando and drop two million dollars for and and be overcharged by everything at the convention center? You know, it's a, it's one of those union-run places, civic arenas where oh, I need to carry my box to my booth on the floor, and it's like, well, you can't carry it yourself; you're not allowed. Oh, okay. Well, you'll carry it. Yeah, that'll be three fifty. Like what? I mean, it's like, it's like armed robbery only without the gun, you know, you can't, yeah. you know, it's union stuff. Uh, it's like the TV crews at the major networks still have to have a separate guy to carry the microphone, even though they don't need one because it's a union role.
0: Right. So it's where you box, get a $7 Coke.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's overpriced and underserved. And the show is kind of obsolete from the manufacturer's standpoint because they, they're getting their message out. Other ways, look. If you could take that two million dollars you, you were going to spend on the show, you could fly some of your big customers out to Carlsbad and back, uh, most of them for that. So there's, the, I, they just decide there's better ways to spend their money, and I, they're not necessarily wrong. It's just like, hey, I still like going to Florida for a week in February because I live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep having it, yeah. I got go ways. They have my own show.
0: Yep. Uh, No, exactly. You know, my my family for a lot of years was in the the retail business and there was uh, a big show and it's still there in Denver every year. They were in the Western wear business. But then... They started having smaller markets, kind of regional markets, like they'd have up here, they'd have one in Seattle, or they'd rotate it to Portland or Sacramento type thing. They weren't as big and elaborate as elaborate, but people that were going there to buy their spring lineups, their summer lineups for you know shirts, jeans, whatever, that's when they did it. And then the salesman came around behind the shows, came to the actual location you know, went over stuff with you again, the order was already placed, but to make sure that everything was good like that, maybe that's a model they need to look at instead of just one big uh, event. I know it's been an event for a long time, but like you say, if you can't get the major players there, and it's the same with the apparel business, because all that stuff is cut overseas. And, and sewn together overseas. It may be cut in one, one country and sewn together in another country because that's the way the apparel business works. Some of it even gets uh, sewn together on ships off our shores so they don't have to pay the labor rates. But, well,
1: they got, hey, right now they got plenty of time to sew stuff on those ships. Yeah. They're there for months at a time before they get in. You know, we're still not, despite the proclamation by the president, uh, the the port La Porta Long Beach is still not running twenty four seven because they can't find dock workers and they, you don't have truckers right for a variety of reasons. So this whole thing oh we're going to take care of this nothing's gotten any better. It's still going at a snail's pace because they're not running around the clock like they should be because uh, a lot of people have excuses for that.
0: We've got the uh, Portland uh, golf show coming up in about a month. Uh, a little over a month and it's normally that thing was in the first part of February and they've moved it back towards the end of March. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out this year, as far as who's there. Um, uh, you know, usually like title is Callaway Taylor made their sales reps were always there with a lot of demo clubs, helping the club guys sell to Joe golfer off the street. And you know you've been to a ton of them, so you know what I'm talking about there. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how many people show this year because they didn't have it last year, and they didn't have it the year before. So, well,
1: you know, uh, Pittsburgh has a show; it's not real big, but uh, all the Northeast it's it's part of the part of the rotation. All the Northeast region shows, and they all the Northeast region shows they all wiped them all. They're not having them this year either. Yeah, so they're off the table now. There's a good story, and there's a good website uh, called uh, wisconsin.golf.com. They cover golf in Wisconsin, and they do some other stuff, but uh, Gary D'Amato just wrote a story about the golf shows in Madison and Milwaukee, and he talked to the guys who run them, and the guy in Madison was like, well, we're going to have the show this year because we got a cancellation fee, Even if we don't have it, he's going to have to pay the." the Coliseum where they're holding it, they have to pay them 20 to $30,000 to not have this show at this point. So he said, you know, we're going to have it. I'm just hoping to not have my ass handed to me, but they, they can't get these in, uh, the big companies, the manufacturers to support it. And everybody's kind of disappointed by this. You know, the golf industry, everybody supports you. Sometimes you need to support the golf industry. Uh, manufacturers need to support everybody else just to be, to be part of the, you know, to be a good guy and be part of it. So there's a trade off there. And, uh, I don't know, it seems like yet another thing that's going to go the way of everything else. Uh, you know, it's easier to shop online. Well, not you can't, you can't hit a, pick up a golf club and feel it, and hit a ball with it online. So there's right. always a market for guys like me. I want to, I want to see it and hit it and feel it, not order it online, uh, sight unseen. Although, you know, I mean, you go up. You mentioned Hogan, Scott White, their model is selling online only and they, they'll sell you, they'll send you a club and you have a couple of weeks to use it. And if you don't like it, you can send it back. I mean, you might pay like a $30 fee, but it's well, they're selling directly to consumers and maybe, maybe that's a, I mean, that's a great model for them.
0: Yeah, it has been Scott has been on the show a few times and, and he has said it's, worked out well for the Hogan company um, yeah,
1: stuff, you know, and it, ironically they've become kind of a, not the discount seller, but they're a lower price model because not having to pay tour players for endorsements. I mean, that's $150 off the price of your driver. Right. Well, that 400, 500, that $500 driver now is only three fifty dollars at, at Hogan. So they're, they're a, uh, they're a pretty good value. Uh, depending on what kind of club you're looking for, you, you're not going to buy Hogan clubs and go. These are terrible. Uh, you're going to find something that's that's going to be pretty decent. So it, he's he's on to something with that. He's that, that's a he saved Hogan, and I'm just glad it's still run because I you know I like having a Hogan logo on my umbrellas. It, Hogan logo still means something to me. Sure. Like, well, if you're Forty, it, you're probably like you know who, who, who's Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Who's that? they yeah. <laughs> well, can, can fade so quickly. I mean, Johnny Carson. You can Who's Johnny Carson? It doesn't matter. Johnny Carson? Jay Leno. Once you're out of sight, out of mind, boy. Once you're gone, your fame evaporates like that.
0: Yep. No, I, I have Hogan clubs, and I love them. And um, it's interesting about that, not to get off in the weeds on this, but when I've had more than one time as I'm – got my club sitting outside the pro shop going into pay or doing whatever and and come back and people will be looking at them. Got a Hogan bag and, you know, clubs. And of course I got the, the black heads on them like that. So they're, they look a little different and, you know, people will start asking me about them and they'll say, well, where can I find them? I said, just go online, just go online, you know, and, and, uh, I'm not a salesman for them, obviously, but they'll say, well, how do you get them fit? Well, they've got a way to do it. And, you know, you measure and ask questions and, and do this. They work with you on that and they came and they were fitted perfectly for me. You know, I added, uh, I guess I am getting off the weeds in this, Gary, but because- well,
1: you're, you're gonna, hey, one of these times you're going to come back out and it's not going to be a group around your bag. There's just going to be an empty bag.
0: Well, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I added a little extra length on my shaft because I've, I've had some back issues and, and that really helped me, you know? So beat it as it may, I, I think that's a great business model for them. I don't see. I don't see as Titleist or TaylorMade or any of those guys could ever do that because they've got, like you said, there's too many pros tied in. They've got too many programs for for club pros and touring pros and this type of thing. And they've got people on staff and blah, blah, blah. They've got so much money and exposure tied up in that that I don't see as that ever probably will go away.
1: Yeah, the, the green grass system of selling through clubs which is also diminished because people would go to online and get better deals or, you know, the poor club pro got to compete with Dick's or golf galaxy or,
0: yeah,
1: you know, or budget golf or uh, golfer's warehouse, any of those things. That's, it's pretty tough, but yeah, that's, that's not there. They're in, in bed. So, so deep there that that's never going to go away. So I, if I'm, he saved Hogan company by doing that. It's, it's a good business model. Yeah, but one of those companies, if I if I was say Tour Edge, if they would have gone to the merchandise show, they'd have been the only game in town. Whatever it cost them, they would have got all the attention because they're the only club maker there. They would have, you know, Golf Channel. I felt bad. Matt Adams and uh, Brandel Chambly's wife—I can't think of her name—were I saw them doing in their booth doing some yeah. stuff. They're sitting there holding some. Doohickey swing trainer, resistance trainer. It's big plastic, looks like a kid's toy. And they're sitting there, each holding one They're having to talk about that. I like felt bad for them. A, they looked embarrassingly silly doing it. But B, that's what they were reduced to talking about these little swing trainer device because they didn't have any club companies there. Oh my gosh, Tour Edge was there. They would have had the Golf Channel to themselves for a couple of days, and whatever money they spent, they would have got all that basically free airtime on a golf channel. So one company would have behooved them to show up. They could have got a, probably would have been worth a while, but yeah, nobody did. So it was, it was all little guys and little stuff. And it was still fun, but uh, you know, I can't sit around and write about uh, accessories all year. I mean, certainly apparel there's a, there is a show in Las Vegas in August, I think, or September. It's mostly a golf apparel. But, you know, I'm, I'm a golf writer. I'm, what are you going to say about apparel? There's a lot of innovation in the fabric, but no, your readers don't care about that. What are you going to write about the new styles? Yeah. Do I look like I'm an expert? On, <laughs> uh, do I look like I'm an expert to you, Yeah.
0: No. I know
1: the obvious answer is yes, but you'd be surprised. I'm not really.
0: <laughs> so last question for the day there, Ger- Gary. What's on your, I don't want to say bucket list because it's not bucket list time yet, but what's on your list to do this year that you haven't done before in golf?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I haven't, well, you know, for golfers, we're always talking about courses to play. I haven't, I, I was there when San Valley opened. I played the original course, which was great. How many courses they built since then mammoth dunes and something, you know, I, I need to go back to sand Valley uh, and play that. Uh, I've never been to sand Hills in Nebraska, which for obvious reasons is five hours from nowhere. So there's two courses I'd like to play that I, I just haven't played. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had a, I've had a pretty good life where I've been able to do a lot of stuff, travel and play golf courses a lot. I mean, I'd like, uh, I'd like a couple of bionic knees and I'd like to turn the clock back here so I could still play well. You know, I've, I'm rapidly sliding down the slippery slope into a, a, playing the ladies' tees at this rate. Uh, I'm, I, Jeff, maybe you're in the same boat. I work out. I'm strong as I've ever been, maybe stronger. I got no knees. I got no leverage. I've lost clubhead speed. And yet, I, I'm stubborn. I don't feel like I should be losing club head speed. I, just, I, I don't know why I can't hit it as far as I normally do, but I don't. So I'm trying to. My, you know, here's here's my, here's the answer. I'm just really. I'm going to continue to work really hard. Hit the weights. Work out. Stretch. All that stuff. It's no fun. I'm going to try to practice more, and I'm going to give one last shot at playing. You know, local senior amateur golf co- competition. Even if it's the super senior division, uh, I'd like to go out there and be remotely competitive. You know, go out and not finish last. Right. Oh, I. You know, I mean, I'm. So we'll see. I, but you know, your your body doesn't cooperate. You uh, you don't feel different, but it's ball goes ten yards less. Like what the heck?
0: So. Well, uh, well, there's. I said that was the last question, but it's I'm, that made me think of something else. Well,
1: proven liar, just like Tiger Woods.
0: <laughs> we uh, we had a conversation on um, one of those chat rooms. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the question was: Would you, do you look to replace your driver? Every year or so with the latest, greatest that offers you 10, 20, 30, 40 more yards. My comment was when you get to a point physically that that's the best you can do right then. I don't see as it's any benefit to spend that extra money because like you were just saying, you can't get your swing speed better. So it's really not going to make that much of a difference. Not, not with the
1: limitations the USGA has imposed on the the moment of inertia and the COR, the coefficient of restitution. You know, there's basically speed limits on what you can do. So uh, these companies are having to reinvent the wheel. They've got to get the, uh, you know, I think they're I don't know what they're doing, but to get around that, you're still seeing the tour players pick up a couple yards with the new round of equipment, but. That probably only works because they got 115 miles an hour club head speed, and if you got 90 or 95, I don't think that $600 driver is going to make a bit of difference. No, I, I think everybody's everybody's up against the wall on on really what you can do uh, until there's some breakthrough with some crazy metal or something. But uh, I, I don't. That the the golf industry's dilemma is they have to come up. They feel obligated to come up with new stuff every 18 months no matter what. And it's not always better. And in fact, in, 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 most cases it's not hitting it any farther, but they, they've all got to spin a tail of something. They come up with speed foam, which is my favorite thing. Uh, we've got speed foam. Uh, how's that regular? Is there like, there like a slow foam? How's that? It's, <laughs> think about the phrase speed foam. What's, you know, that seems like a non-sequitur. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, uh, carbon Wood and not, you know, a couple of these companies, in uh, specifically one in particular, who I won't name, but you know who they are. They've gotten really good at coming up with storytelling, but they haven't gotten really good at coming up with innovation. Uh, but they're great at telling new stories every 18 months. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the stuff is not proven out because you can see that stuff's not around, you know, two years later, nobody wants it. So, I don't know. It's uh we're up against the wall. I I need the apparently the bionic things are the only thing that's going to save me and we're not near those. So I don't know, I might have to uh, well I'm, I'm, I I have to put a dress on. I'll just move the ladies tees. I I'm not proud.
0: There you go. There you go. Gary Van Sickle, my favorite guy in the world to talk to and that's no joke. I appreciate you being on the show again today, Gary. It's out okay. uh,
1: Enjoy the rest of the day at Pebble Beach here. It looks beautiful.
0: Uh, It is. It is. It is. Good thing it's a green screen thing. See that little red thing when I do that? That's, I don't know what that is, but that's not at Pebble. (laughs) Anyway, um, that's it, folks, for us this week. We'll be back next week with another edition of uh, Grilling at the Green and After Hours. Enjoy your week. Uh, Enjoy your day. Take care.